Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Evolve Tech Series, where we focus on the evolution of technology. Things have changed, yet we evolve and adapt. But what's next and what's next for you? Evolve focuses on the intersection of leadership, technology, and workplace. Don't get left behind. Join us in this evolution. Rise and evolve with us. I'm Kim Ford, your host, and I have a very special guest here today. John, can you take a minute to introduce yourself and your company? Sure, Kim, not a problem. Uh, so my name is John DeWald. I'm the CEO of Helix Intel. And tell, what do you do? Like, what is what is Helix Intel? Oh, sure. Uh, so at Helix, we're reshaping uh, property uh, ecosystem as we see it, right? And so what we mean by that is that historically there's been a lot of different parties that are involved in supporting properties from, you know, software to manufacturers and energy services companies, insurers, everyone, and they've always worked in their own environment. And what we're building is a, a platform that really incentivizes and brings everyone together to provide all the support and services needed for a property to be efficient and, and do what they need to do to get accomplished. So define a property. What is a property to you? Sure. So a property is really any building, um, you know, and our focus is in the B2B sector, uh, but really okay. any building. Um, and so we have everything from schools to municipalities, churches, you know, uh, we even have uh, a 7-Eleven, right? I mean, there's there's so many different aspects to um, to what properties need. And we've really built a tool that's what we think is this one fit for everyone. Okay. And and so what what property type or what building type has used your product the most, like out of everything? Uh, so, you know, right now, um, I'd say the areas that we're growing the fastest in are multifamily, um, okay. commercial real estate, uh, public sector, so schools and municipalities. Um, and that really has to do with our distribution channel. Uh, and then um, huh. places of worship. Uh, so Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, so tell me exciting. how you could, a lot of um, our you know, people that watch our show, a lot of them are in the office and industrial sector, um, some in multifamily, mm -hmm. uh, but I'd say mostly office and industrial. How could your product impact in, a, in an office building, as an example? Like, what would it do? Okay, got it. So, you know, whether it be an office building or we do have a lot of industrial folks on our platform as well. Um, and so really what happens is when you come into the uh, environment, you're able to see a, uh, a digital representation of your property that you're responsible for, or in some cases, many properties, right? So we have customers who have, you know, 138 multifamily locations around uh, the United States. And so what we work to do is put all of their um, their team members, their properties, the equipment within their assets, really however they want to use it in one place. Uh, and then they can start to manage it, right? And saying, hey, I need to have, whether it be routine maintenance uh, or I want to connect with a vendor to purchase supplies and inventory, uh, whatever it might be that, that you have a need for, you can fulfill it on our platform. And some people use it as task reminders and some people use it to actually go out and buy energy. Oh, that's interesting. And and so who would be your the point of contact that we utilize the platform? I'm guessing more of a property manager this would be ideal for? Yeah, for sure. You know, property managers, um, maintenance teams. Um, oh. Part of what we do is we bring a lot of different uh, resources together, not only from the vendors that someone might use, but from the software platforms themselves. Mm -hmm. So we collaborate very closely with uh, with different software providers. I uh, think of computerized maintenance management software systems, asset management. 
um, and and then really meet the property, the customer in that case, where they are, right? And so um, while we do have a lot of features, if you want to have a robust uh, maintenance team and you're already using a platform, we work to integrate the two and then provide really a canopy approach to to all of the data and giving you the resources and, and insights needed to become very efficient. Yeah, absolutely. That it sounds super interesting. Um, I know we saw we saw a quick demo together before um, and it's awesome. So tell me a little bit about your background. Have you always been in the tech sector? Uh, so I have not. Um, I was in, you know, so I graduated from high school and went right into the Marine Corps uh, wow. and spent spent Thank a couple you. tours. Oh, for sure. Spent a couple tours overseas um, and then came out, went into college. And when I was a freshman, uh, my I think my entrepreneurial teacher said, hey, if you start a company, uh, we'll give you credit. And I was like, I'm deal. Let's get through this as fast as possible. <laughs> and so I uh, started my first company, which uh, was an ESCO. And so we were, you know, doing structured finance of energy projects. Um, you know, everything you think of started out in lighting, like most uh, wound up doing, you know, co-generation, distributed generation, full, you know, full properties. Um, and that truly was the foundation for me for understanding what goes into property, you know, uh, property management and maintenance and all aspects of a facility. Um, also, uh, you know, and this really was how the two universes came together for the foundation of Helix Intel. Um, Ingersoll Rand uh, was looking for a federal dealer and I was able to um, to be selected as the company to represent them. And so, um, you know, one of the largest manufacturers uh, of air compressors in the world and mm -hmm. really had a, an incredibly deep understanding of the manufacturing space. And when you put those two processes together, I was like, it would be wonderful if these two organizations, you know, industries work together, um, properties and and uh, manufacturers in an efficient way. And that was that was truly the foundation for, um, you know, for Helix Intel. Right. Oh, my gosh. So talk about tech and sustainability. Like, are they separate things? How do they work together? What are your thoughts? You know, this this is something I think about and the team thinks about all the time, right? Because I think there's a lot of people tackling this in different ways. Um, and it seems to be a very data first approach, which is I think it's not wrong. But the way that I look at it is there's an incredible amount of companies. And, you know, going back to what I was just talking about, I think of manufacturers, I think of, you know, energy providers, utilities, right, uh, insurers, all these different entities who in their own way are working to actually implement solutions that will uh, will provide benefits to a property, to a customer. And so our approach has been to really not not say let's say use that data first model of what properties are doing, but then work and collaborate with uh, with those different organizations to bring their technology and their solutions uh, to the market in a you know in a cost effective and streamlined approach. Um, and so you know I think it's I think it's really exciting to see where the market's going um, in in a whole. And you know I think the the piece that we're bringing this again this this aggregating everything together in one place will allow for a property, a customer to really make them the best decision for them. Yeah. And and I see a lot of, you know, ESG initiatives becoming mm -hmm. more and more important. Um, a lot of people, at least in commercial real estate, still don't know what ESG is or think it's relevant <laughs> or or it's something that's going to become 
something sure. and and it's going to uh, most yep. major corporations have already adopted these initiatives and they have to stand by them and live up to them um yep. what's interesting about ESG to me is that like there's no there's no roles right there's no mm-hmm. tiers there's no you have to do this to do this it's kind of you make it up as you go at this point but i see that changing a lot over time so it'll be interesting how properties are impacted not only from the investment side right with yeah. ESG restrictions but companies that are now going to occupy properties. So we'll see how that impacts sustainability because it's just one little piece of ESG, right? Oh, okay. I mean, I'll tell you what, yesterday I was actually received a phone call from uh, a colleague of mine who helps a mechanical services company in the DC area. And um, the the company reached out to him and said, hey, the there's actually some teeth now behind um, you know the ESG programs that DC is pushing forward. And so they have to think about how they're relaying information and supporting the properties. And and I think they have probably like around 800 um, properties that they service. And so, you know, it's going to be a a big initiative for for them. And that's one of, you know, countless contractors who are in this environment. And um, it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. Yeah, for sure. So what has changed since you've become CEO of Helix Intel? Oh, so much. I think the biggest thing was really the pivot from our, um, you know, our our, our go to market strategy. Okay. And so, you know, you heard me before say that, you know, initially we were focusing um, and really collaborating with manufacturers. Um, and so, you know, my friends, uh, colleagues that I work with, um, a lot of us do come out of the, you know, that space, whether it be working with Train, Otis, you know, Ingersoll Rand, companies like that. Um, and so, you know, we identified a problem of manufacturers really having a, we're fantastic at selling equipment, but once yeah. it comes to staying connected with it, there's this break that happens. And so our our goal was to, you know, build that bridge. Um, but about two years ago, um, a, uh, a venture firm called Munich Reventures, which is the venture capital arm of Munich Reinsurance, the largest reinsurer in the world, reached out to us and said, hey, we think your business model is solving a problem that we have within the insurance space. And so they introduced me to uh, one of their entities called Harfordstein Boiler. Um, and they're a specialty insurer as well as they focus on equipment breakdown uh, insurance. Probably the, I, th- I think they're the, the, you know, the, the leader in North America. And you know, I'd say just an absolutely uh, remarkable organization. And so um, we, over about a, a year and a half to two year window, uh, developed a relationship. Um, we spent a, quite a bit of time uh, in our platform and them and analyzing us and making sure that it did what we said it was going to do, right? Because as you can imagine, they're an insurer. And so um, if they're going to put something forth in front of their customers, uh, they've reduced the risk themselves. And so um, and so because of that, because of that relationship, uh, you know, we're now actually distributing our platform uh, through the insurance channel and you know one of the major benefits to to this is that uh, because of this structure it's no cost to properties and might have might have wanted to say that in the beginning but you know the business model that we've really enacted here is that we've removed that cost barrier for properties which means you know when you're when you're thinking about scaling when you're thinking about targeting a property, and this could be any prop tech uh, platform, right? Cost is the number one reason why people say no. And with that no longer in the equation, um, now you have all the products, all the platforms at your fingertips, and it's just, will this bring value to me? And it's been right. pretty, 
pretty incredible for us to see how quickly we've been able to scale up. Yeah, for sure. So what innovations do you see in the future of the company? Like, I mean, obviously, innovation is a big thing. I was listening to a podcast on my way to the office this morning, and uh, this major investor, uh, he talked about the fact that, you know, innovators aren't 65. They're, you know, in their 20s, early 30s, and they're the people you have to watch because they're kind of what's up and coming. So what are your thoughts on, you know, Helix Intel's future and innovation? I mean, this is something that, uh, again, like the team and I think about all the time because we are approached, you know, 10 times a day from different companies around, you know, around, really around the world um, talking about what they can help us with. And what we've done is really built quite a robust backlog of activity, right? And so when, when we think about innovation, there's two sides of it. One is the platform itself right and it's truly like how can we how can we make this simple how can we get this to where our goal is people are just answering yes no questions is this something that i want do i want to do maintenance yes or no right here's why give them reasons why tell them what's wrong and then give them a way to solve it so we're really working to simplify that in a very streamlined approach the other side to it is and just this is because of the way we've structured our um, our platform the ability to bring forth innovation from you know all these companies around the world and i'm talking about some you know we're right now putting deals together with some of the largest manufacturers um to some very small niche companies who have an incredibly creative concept um and and put them into one place and and push them into a market where you know they'll be able to reach you know hundreds of thousands and and soon you know millions of properties um because of the ability to, to really enter the way we we've designed it. And so I think that there's, you know, there's a moment in time happening where where we've unlocked that first part that's really held back so much potential in the prop tech space. And it's going to really push the entire uh, ecosystem forward. Oh, that's exciting. So any challenges, whether it's logistical, business, growth, supply chain, what are you seeing as the biggest challenges right now? For us as a company, you know, I think that the biggest challenge is, you know, we're we're going into this new time of, you know, the econ- economy, right? And I think that I've been collaborating with a lot of not only venture companies that we work with and um, but other founders. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty around what they should do, you know, when they should raise capital, if they should raise capital, all of that. And I think back to, uh, one of my very first investors and he was a partner at Bessemer and he said to me um you know John uh money seeks value right no matter where you are money seeks value and so what we've been working to do is just continue to build value and whether it be for investors or for um you know or for uh, our partners or or insurers or, or all the organizations that we work with um and so, you know, that's something that we've been really focused on. Um, I think the other thing is you talk about supply chain and and all those, um, right? There's so much going on there. Um, you know, we do collaborate very closely with uh, with some of the, the very largest OEMs and distributors uh, to tackle this problem as well. And I don't think there's a good answer there yet, right? I know there's a lot of platforms out there mm-hmm. and, you know, we work to solve it by having many op- many options to solve, right? Yeah. Um, which I think is, for us, it works. Um, but 
I can tell you that there's a lot of really smart people around the world trying to figure out how to make this, uh, you know, make this an efficient way. Um, and I'm very optimistic. <laughs> optimistic is good. I always I always joke around. I'm like, I'm an optimist and nobody's going to take that away from me. And I'm sorry in advance because I give everybody the benefit of the doubt <laughs> <laughs> there you and go. everything, the benefit of the doubt. So CEOs right now. I think in many ways, a lot has changed since the pandemic, rather we're out of it and it doesn't, or or we're still in it. Um, you know, business mm-hmm. has changed. Um, there is some type of new normal. At some point, hopefully it won't be called the new normal anymore. CEOs right now, like what advice would you give to other CEOs as they try to navigate what's next? Um, you know, I'm so... I basically tell people this on repeat, right? Which is number one, just keep building. If you think that what you're what you're building, whether it's you know a technology stack or whether it's a company who's you know who's you're serving equipment, whatever you're doing, just keep executing on it and don't quit. Right? I mean, I think I've learned that. I would hearken that back to my Marine Corps days, but in reality, uh, my parents are uh, educators and really instilled in us: uh, do whatever it takes to be successful and you know, I say that all the time, you know, it's never, especially in a startup environment, right? Things are never going to go the way you expect it ever. <laughs> this is, this is, I think my, this is my yeah. fifth company. And, um, and so, you know, I don't know, isn't know, a startup like life? I mean, to a certain degree, you have this plan, right? Even with, with, I have my kids, they're finally becoming adults. And, you know, I always thought they'd do this. And I'm like, oh, wow, I guess they're not doing that now. I mean, it's no different than a startup. Like you go down this direction, you think it's great. You guys all agree this is the plan. And like, you know, you're, you know, a quarter of the way through and you're like, oh, my God, but what about this? And then you go a totally different direction and and you adapt, right? Oh, Kim, you're, you're, you're so head on. I mean, truly, like I, I come from the ESCO world. You know, I've worked with manufacturers. I've worked with, you know, energy services companies. We have a partnership with Constellation, right? And so these this is where I envisioned and where we built. I, yeah. I have my experience in insurance is uh, it's it started two years ago, right? Like it didn't come from there. But when they approached me and they said, "Hey, this is this is the problem that we have, and this is where we think you're solving it," I was like, "Let me put our team around this." And and then we went all in once we realized um, how impactful it can be. Yeah, exactly. So if you had to leave us with something for, let's just say a building owner, right? An office building owner, why should he be on, why should he use your platform? What's the benefit to him? Sure. Uh, So, you know, what we say is if you're a building owner, if you're a property, you're going to save money, you're going to reduce your time, you're going to extend the life of your equipment. And in general, you're going to make your life a lot easier, right? Our goal is to accomplish those things for you and put the, you know, put the, the hard work, and, and what we mean by hard work is the actual implementation into the people who you already entrust, right? You work with vendors or you need someone, we bring that all for you into one place and make it very simple. And the building owner or the property manager, it's not in their budget. They're not paying for your They budget. are not. Okay. And that's what's key, right? <laughs> They're not, right? And we have a conversation with, uh, with properties about that all the time, right? Because anyone, right? And will say, well, if you're not charging me then how are you making your money right. right and we have a very important point to that which is we are essentially aggregating data and we anonymize it and create scenarios for you know manufacturers for contractors when they look at that if it applies to that property and we present that property with an opportunity to take advantage of something so let's say that 
you know, they they have a piece of equipment that's about to fail. And they want to say yes, they can either engage their vendor or they click yes and we'll connect them with someone who can help them with it. And so we've done it in a very creative way because what we don't want to do is, you know, honestly go down the road of what we've seen happen to Google and Facebook and and all those organizations who have, you know, take data and start selling it to the masses, right? It's just, it's, I think properties and in what we're building here, there's a sacred trust between one another. Yeah, for sure. Well, our goal with Evolve is to help leaders learn, connect, and grow together. And John, thank you so much for spending time with us today and uh, stay warm and dry. And uh, thank (laughs) you you again. Thanks, Thanks. Thanks.